Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Coat Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast. I'm Dave Etler. Today is December 30th as we record this, nearly the last day of 2016. It's hard to avoid the idea that this hasn't been the best of years. Right? I, I don't know. Do we think that every year? Uh, not like this year. No. I don't think any year's ever had a t-shirt made of it being a literal dumpster fire yeah. before. Well, uh, I, I, I may buy that t-shirt. <laughs> it's really tempting, right? Well, I don't want to bring everybody down. No. I want to celebrate 2016. So let's start off on a high note by acknowledging all the people and things that died this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things, too. Well, David, we lost David Bowie. Is he a thing? G- Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Alan Rickman. <laughs> we lost Abe Vigoda. Who is that? Abe Vigoda. Was, uh, he, he was a, an actor, um, famous for uh, his uh, character in Barney Miller, which is an old television show. The, the reason why... It's interesting that we lost Abe Vigoda is because people have been waiting for Abe Vigoda to die for many, many years, and he never has. Is that the guy that has the website of, like, Blank is Still Alive? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> AbeVigodaStillAlive.com well, or something died. like that. That's a child I went to an Abe Vigoda uh, waiting for death party. Yeah, oh, no, I'm just kidding. That is right, untrue. Found wow. somebody more, more goth than me. Uh, <laughs> Nancy Reagan, Gary Shandling, Merle Haggard. Nancy Reagan was this year? Yeah. Oh, man. Prince. Yeah, it was a rough year. Prince, of course. Um, first face transplant recipient, Isabelle Dinoir. Um, Muhammad Ali, Elie Wiesel, Kenny Baker. It's R2-D2 if you don't know. Who God, Elie Wiesel was this year? Yeah. It seems like so long ago. Yeah, it's been a long year. Gene Wilder. Oh. Florence oh. Henderson. Ron Glass, Fireflies Preacher. Do you know? Do you guys yeah. Know? He was oh. also on the Barney Miller show. Now we'll never then. know what his secret was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Well, I. We wouldn't anyway because the ending to that movie was stupid. I don't believe they let the characters make up the movie, so hopefully. <laughs> Maybe Joss, they should. <laughs> hopefully, Joss Whedon can help us out with that. <laughs> um, astronaut John Glenn. Jo- oh, yeah. George Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody knows Debbie Reynolds has passed. That's yeah. very sad. God, that one broke my heart. I think I also heard that democracy died this year too. So, <laughs> so uh, that's what I heard. Anyway. It took a punch. It's a yeah. rumor. That's what I heard. We'll see if that, oh, that turns uh, out to be true. Was there anything good that oh, happened in 2016? Oh, I had one more death. Oh, v- Vera Rubin, who was a oh, pretty right. big deal astronomer yeah. uh, in dark matter. She discovered. She died. So she I just wanted to shout out for female scientists. She didn't discover dark matter. Did she discover dark she, matter? Like, she like, I think she helped confirm, confirm it. that it exists. It was or an idea. It. Yeah, yeah. It was a theory before that. Yeah, she, yeah. Um, so yeah, she's pretty kick-ass. Guess yeah. we could say that. Um, did anything good it. happen in 2016 for you people? You people. I survived my first year of clinicals. That was good. That's good. That's good. That was really good. Rob, to think. Rob is staring at me like, "What a stupid question, Dave." No, I mean it, this year. This year was a, it was a good year. I mean, I, I got engaged. I feel like it. it oh, 
Yeah. Oh, Sorry, me too. Yeah, both. yeah. Yeah, high yeah. five. High five. Yeah, we got engaged. Both wrong. Not to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. But yeah, we we both got engaged. Yeah. Did you get engaged, Elizabeth? I did not get engaged. Oh. No. Get on it. Clock's ticking. <laughs> I haven't said who's here yet. Uh, Elizabeth Shirazi joins Hi. us this week. Oh my Rob, God, who am I? Rob Humble. Hello. And Casey McCleary. My are voice here. is not distinctive enough. No, no. It's the laugh. You have <laughs> you have a laugh that I have to compensate for in audio <laughs> in post production. That's the biggest compliment anyone's I ever know. said. Um, so yeah, you didn't you didn't get engaged or nothing good happened I didn't, to you. Well, I got into medical school in 2016. Congrats! Wow. And you survived your first semester. I did. Yeah. Yes, still alive, still here. Fantastic. I, I yeah, I'm sure something good happened to me, but it's you know, you guys being on the show with me. Here we Today. are. Yeah. This is the highlight of that, your 2016. That is it right there. Uh, Casey. Yes. Um, do you listen to angry music? You want to know my playlist names? They're awesome. Yeah, well, so go for it. My new playlist is called We've Got a Badass Over Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a lot of angry music. Angry angry music? Angry music. Uh, oh, one of them is called Whiny Eyeliner Tunes. That's got a lot of angry music. Do you? Uh, and, I like, uh, what I like about... Anyway, keep going. <laughs> oh, the last one is called uh, uh, Songs to Barely Function To. Nice. That has a lot of sad music. Oh, dear. What <laughs> Those I like are ab- my major playlists. What I like about this is that the, the, the uh, tradition of the 80s and 90s is still alive today i.e. you know uh, mixtapes that we used to make for each other back mm. then you know now they're mm. now they're just playlists but you know they're this it's the same thing that's true it's the same thing and less, we, it and takes anyway, less to effort it takes less effort but you can but that means you can spend more time as casey clearly has on naming her playlists <laughs> um you know now that you don't have to actually painstakingly record every single one you know it's true it's very nice that's true I used to I used to I used to do fancy fades between my songs. Oh, that's right. You're always like the audio technician. My uh, yeah. Nerd. My. <laughs> that got you lots of ladies. Back in the day. No, no, I can't remember uh, that it actually did, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but you listen. So you listen to angry music. Do. Does, does this help you? It does. Um, I don't actually know how how recent this is, um, but some of my friends were recently posting about it on. Uh, on Facebook, which you know is reliable, mm-hmm. uh, but there yeah. was a study that came out that, uh, like a long time ago, that was like, angry music it might increase violence and violent thoughts, and then there was a, a study that came out much more recently than that uh, that actually contradicted that, and that was like, actually, angry music can help, like processing emotions and. At yeah. least for me, being motivating uh, and doesn't necessarily increase violent behavior. So I thought that was interesting. That has a ring of truthiness to it. Yeah. Discuss. It's a good word. <laughs> well, uh, so I, f- I feel the same way about violent music. I mean, it makes sense to me. I feel the same way about violent music as I do about swearing. Oh. Um, it can be incredibly liberating. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. Extreme metal music and anger processing. Yeah. This is the sort of music where you're like, where all I can hear is, ah, you know, where people are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I mean, our, my, for instance, my children, uh, nine and 12 years old, have been, you know, we, we, we had the best of intentions to, to curb our swearing um, when we became parents. <laughs> and that shit did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't, we couldn't, uh, we, we couldn't find an, a better way of expressing ourselves 
when <laughs> things go wrong. And uh, so we ended up having to teach our children that, like, look, you know, mommy and daddy swear. <laughs> we, we do it with, <laughs> with, you know, maybe more regularity than other parents do. Your job is to not do that, at least, you know, in public. In class, definitely not. And if you get in trouble for swearing, <laughs> your defense cannot be that mom and, da- mom and daddy do it, because you know I we will back up the teachers one hundred percent. My mom and dad gave me the same talk, except it was about smoking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my parents don't smoke. Um, I had a very strange experience over over the holidays with my family and swearing. Oh. I, I, I was like, um, my partner got me the comic Bitch Planet for Christmas. Awesome, and I'm really excited to read it. Uh, but I like didn't want to read the title in front of my family. They were like, "What'd you get?" I was like, "Oh, it's a comic." And they were like, "What comic?" And I was like, "I don't want to say it," because I grew up with like no swearing, there's no drinking, there's no drugs, there's nothing, and I was like a very straight edge household. Really? Um, yeah, which everybody thinks is super weird. That is super weird. And I guess it's a little weird. It's just I don't know. That was my life. I but would now not I'm have old ever... enough to swear in front of them. Apparently, yeah. but I still it, it just. <laughs> those like old restraints on kind of i would not have par- i no, i definitely agree i would not have parsed you out as being a from a straight edged family yeah no we were like we were like straight and narrow are you did you is, is your <laughs> See, how, what are you how do i how do i put this nicely are, are you in rebellion or were you in rebellion what? at some point I mean, I mean, it's not like you're an evil person. I'm just saying that you're not straight laced. What are you? What are you getting at? I what, don't know. what are you trying to say, Dave? I don't know. No, I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. I don't feel like I do it to like get back at my parents because I like my parents. They're, sure. They were cool. They they did a they did a pretty good job of raising me. Okay. I'm pretty happy with that. All right. All my all my problems are internal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Very good. And then some of it's just for funsies. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's life for if not for fun? I days? totally, I totally agree. Good for you. Swearing was not allowed by children in the humble household. Um, mom and dad were able to partake in moments of anger mm-hmm. or of frustration. But as the kids got older, and especially once they left to go to college, they brought back swearing to the household, yeah. and eventually oh. it overwhelmed the parents, and and the parents don't fight it. Yeah. Unless like it's a, unless it's vulgar. That's like a weird children. You have to place book. it. You have to place it well and use it correctly. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's there's a skill to it, and also you you, you don't want to. See, what am I trying? To, it's it's like, like the word st- the word stupid, not a swear, mm-hmm. right? But the mm-hmm. word stupid is kind of nasty when applied to a person. But you but you know if something is stupid or you know. Something like that. That's fine. Somebody can do something. Somebody, stupid. somebody. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get at. Somebody can do something stupid. But they're not gonna like it if you call them stupid. I think it's worked out pretty well. What? But what about you? Did you? Yeah, I feel like we were kind of the same. There was no really swearing when we were younger. And actually, my mom outlawed the word "I don't care." She said that was a swear word because my sister used it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, mom. Totally whatever. don't care. Yeah. So we couldn't say "I don't care." Uh-huh. So. But I mean, now it's like everyone's older, so it doesn't really. We couldn't say really I was. You, we couldn't use uh, like the phrase "I'm bored." Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that like, was a word. I don't like that one either, especially these days. Like, how can you be bored? Go watch YouTube. If you're bored, I have some stuff that you can do. Oh, yup, yup. The ultimate. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's a way better way to get kids to stop saying I'm bored, I feel like. like oh, you're go bored? pick up rocks go outside. Do some, go do some chores. <laughs> I had to pick up rocks as a kid out of the yep. yard. Yep, pick up rocks and sticks out of the yard. Your dad doesn't like it when he mows the grass and it hits his shins. <laughs> Man. I make I, I, I was I got so I got I was so happy when Aze was old enough to mow the lawn. Uh, so I send him out, you know, and he, he desultorily walks outside and picks up some sticks and rocks and then he mows the lawn. It's like the worst thing ever for him. And I'm just sitting back there with my beer going, this is pretty fucking awesome. Child labor? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, as far as swearing goes, uh, no, I've, it's a habit I've never uh, been able to shake. I'm pretty certain that I'm the least uh, professional in that sense person uh here at the college of medicine because i not dude the surgeons are way worse than you are they really yeah oh yeah even the internal med people actually have sworn a decent amount around me and i was like thank you that makes me feel welcome Uh. actually i feel comfortable here it's not like weird and stiff (laughs) and formal so they're dropping the f-bombs during uh during uh, uh, rounds or something you know maybe not during rounds it's more it's more (laughs) it's more when we're like in the workroom all right yeah, no, that's when I... I mean, I'm not going to swear during a meeting, but... Well, hmm. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. I feel like there's an art to swearing. There's a time and a place yeah. that's important. And, like, that's what I tried to tell... I worked at a middle school for a year, and I would, like, try to tell my students whenever I heard them swearing. I was like, hey, I don't care what you do at home, but here, we're not going to do that because this is a professional environment. Code switching. A professional that's environment. That's what I tried to tell them. I was like, this is a professional environment, and I don't care what anybody does at home, but we're not doing it. Here. Yeah, it's about code switching. You've got yeah. oh, yeah. to learn where the right place is to do these things. And hopefully my children... So far, we haven't gotten a call from the school. That seems like That's a good, good way to do it. So, if, you treat, if you treat kids like with some responsibility, like sometimes they'll rise to that. Yeah. Rob, <laughs> Casey, at this point, you're far enough along that you've probably done a few presentations like, um, you know, like posters or research presentations or stuff. Anything like that? What if we had? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have it. Yeah, I, I have. I'm research distinction track. <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, did, how did you? Did anybody explain to you like what a good uh, presentation is? And I'm not talking about like a poster presentation. I guess I'm talking about the part like an oral presentation. Well, yeah, an oral presentation. Did anybody explain to you what that is, or how how best to do one? Uh, or did I ne- you just learn on the job? I never got like an explicit like how to session. I think oh, I actually think I sat through one, but I didn't pay attention to it. At that point, I had already done a handful, but like it, it was, you just kind of mimic what people do, and then like I, I was given like a couple examples of like, like research talk slides, mm-hmm. or not, not like we're just like any kind of talk slides, and then you kind of work from there and try to mimic the behaviors of people that do it well. Yeah, we did. We did actually have one. Um, I don't remember where. I think it was after the summer research program after my first year. Because we were all expected to present, like at research day, so right. I think they had one of the MSTP students give us a little talk about like what makes a good. Yeah, we had that too during the summer, but it was just like a fifty-minute. Yeah, it was like an talk. It was like an hour. Yeah, given by a student, yeah. so it wasn't really a talk about talks. That's yeah, meta. <gasps> oh yeah. I was reading about the University of Michigan student group called the Communication Collaborative, which is dedicated to coaching students to become better speakers, and uh, so they, but their whole goal is to steer presentations and speeches away from you know reading slides um that have a lot of bullet points and and things like that and more towards the i don't know ted talk more compelling end of the of the spectrum so they help them build presentations that adhere to sort of the requirements of uh you know 
whatever formal situation they Mm -hmm. find themselves in, but they're also entertaining and thought provoking. And having sat through a fair number of (laughs) really, really badly delivered presentations in my life, man, I'm these guys. This this just seems like a great idea. I think they're onto something. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's kind of the whole point of a presentation, right? Is to to communicate effectively. I mean, and you you lose. I mean, you're not fulfilling the the purpose of a presentation if you're not communicating the material. You can lead a horse to a presentation with free pizza, but you can't keep it off its cell phone if you're boring. Right, right. right. I think that's how the old saying goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, was that in the Bible? <laughs> I think I read that in the Bible. <laughs> no, um, but like, I mean, like, like so, to, some of the topics that we we cover are obviously complex, especially if if you're not somebody in in like a given field. And mm-hmm. I think as as like both as like providers and as as researchers and educators like physicians have a responsibility to be able to effectively communicate that yeah you gotta you gotta be able to show like how you're earning your keep even to somebody that's not in your field yeah and you know what this shit's boring even to people in your field half the time well especially like, if real? you're especially if you're reading slides full of text and yeah mm-hmm. like we are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars or maybe not hundreds of thousands thousands tens of thousands of dollars to be here and we still go to lectures sometimes and be like this is the most boring thing yeah. right i want to die this is awful was that we still go to lectures sometimes or sometimes the lectures are awful both <laughs> <laughs> um well they, and they also have a consult service which i thought was pretty cool so oh that can, is cool so Ooh. you can you can on demand ask for a consult if you have like a project that you're going to present or that's awesome. Um, you know, whatever, and and they'll work with you on whatever it is that you want to want help with, which I thought, oh yeah, that that is, is awesome. pretty. That would key. be nice. Do they do graphic design design? They do. They help too? you design. They help you design your sleeves. Um, <laughs> uh, they help. They will help you design your slides and 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 things like that. So, you know, Doctor Swales here at the Kerber College of Medicine did something similar to that oh. for me. He helped me uh, design some slides uh, for a talk. I, have given like multiple times now mm-hmm. and he uh, he even he didn't do graphic design but he helped like generate some cool looking figures and stuff and yeah his That's lectures neat. are oh he's so the funny. best like he's so good at making yeah like histology something that could be super boring really mm-hmm. interesting yeah. and animating things and he's like he is the example of like somebody that can give a compelling talk yeah. mm-hmm. H- him and hoffman and and even pizzamenti with his like slow burn dad jokes <laughs> uh, slow burn dad jokes <laughs> that's really what it is they, you're, you're right slow right uh, yeah no uh <laughs> like they they made anatomy something that like i was really worried about hating anatomy and they made it extremely palatable i feel like the only thing appropriate to do here now is to plug uh dr swills i heart histo blog <laughs> oh yeah, fun memes right. about histology yeah it's so great i'll Keep... put a link to that in the uh in the show notes uh over at the shortcoat.com that would be Jeez. uh so yeah I, I love this idea i kind of i kind of wish uh um, I don't know. I, I kind of wish we had it. We had that sort of thing here, not for my benefit, because you know I don't do presentations. But it seemed like a, it seems like a cool, useful, helpful idea. I mean, we yeah. at, in the writing program, you know, we will help you with your writing, um, which can include you know things that you write for presentations. But it's not really, um, 
you know, focused on that. So I think you have to go to, I mean, I, I suppose there's mentors and people you can. But I mean, like, yeah. especially for things like research day, where maybe you've never done a scientific presentation before, and all of a sudden you're expected to do this in front of, you know, your peers and judges and yeah. things like that. There wasn't really any, I mean, there was one lecture, but that's not really enough preparation if right. you want to do something well. I think it's the individualized yeah. help th in this case that they're. Yeah. And, and it's just like a different, a research talk is just a different animal than other kinds yeah. of talks. Yeah. And if the mentor, like if your mentor hasn't been trained in this particular way. Well, that's like, the thing. I have seen hardcore professionals who are brilliant people give painful talks. Yeah, that's. And have I, like painfully designed slides with like yellow writing on blue slides <laughs> with like palm trees on it. And it's not about palm trees. It's not a talk about palm trees. Yeah, people, let me tell you what something. What are you doing? Red text. <laughs> Red text on a black background sucks for people who are colorblind, okay? It just sucks, period. Don't I was wondering it. if, that's exactly what I was going to say, is, is that, you know, the, when you see a lecture slide with tons of text and, and the lecturer is reading from it or, you know, they're just uh, weird colors and strange things like that, I wish, you know, if despite being bored out of your mind, you get the idea that, oh yeah, this is what is expected. And so you end up, maybe going against what you deep down know to be true that this is a bad idea and you end up making boring presentations of your own just because that's all you know that's how that, that's how you think people that's do it done. i learned it from you yeah yeah well and i mean some people like i think a lot of them don't realize that it's boring they find their subject interesting or like they're like oh these colors are pretty and like they don't and they're also colorblind, so think that's, about, a real, that's yeah, a real problem. Yeah, or they like don't think about how it's going to project to an audience. Maybe it looks okay on the screen, yeah. but when you blow it up real big and put it on a wall, it doesn't look so good. All right. I think we know what to do here. I think we know, uh, first of all, we you guys, you three, will. Uh, uh, I'm assigning you the, this, the, <laughs> the task, task of creating Absolutely a similar not. group. <laughs> Absolutely not. And uh, you'll get uh, uh, swales to... to be the faculty advisor for it. Oh. I realized That's yesterday, silly. literally just yesterday, that I have done the thing that I said I wouldn't do and am way overcommitted right yeah. now. So like there's a I'm gonna opt out. There's a one. lot of opportunities uh, to do good things in in medical school and of course beyond. Uh but yeah, at some point you have to sort of take a step back maybe. You just gotta pick Pick your issues and focus on those issues. Mm -hmm. Don't get spread too thin. It's very tempting. The Carver College of Medicine is like a box of chocolates. Before you know it, you've eaten way too many chocolates. <laughs> that also <laughs> happened to me yesterday. That's weird. <laughs> uh, here's something I didn't know. Is that their official slogan? <laughs> <laughs> make a t-shirt. <laughs> Always make a t-shirt. Here's something I didn't know. Uh, pressure ulcers or bed sores affect two and a half million patients in the U.S. every year. I saw that. Costs nine to eleven and a half billion dollars a year. A single pressure ulcer can cost twenty to one hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars to treat. Seventeen thousand lawsuits are related to pressure ulcers every year, and are the second most common claim after wrongful death. Uh, and they're severely painful. Uh, they kill about. They kill directly. Kill sixty thousand people every year. Um, and the problem is, the, the reason why all this is true is that by the time you see a bed sore, it's been around for a while um, right. uh, under the skin where you can't see it. But what if you could see them earlier? Uh, there's a company called Bruin Biometrics, 
who along with uh, researchers at UCLA have created a subdermal moisture scanner to detect bed sores up to 10 days before they show up on the skin's surface. Uh, it relies on technology from NASA's Mars Lander, which uh, used similar technology, I think, to look for water beneath the surface of Mars, which that's mm. pretty freaking cool. That is super cool, especially because um, a big reason that we don't discover pressure ulcers until they're really bad is because the people who have them often can't move themselves and can't communicate well. They're like in nursing homes mm -hmm. or... Um, have had strokes or have severe intellectual disability, like they might be in pain and not be able to communicate that well. So people don't know that they need to be turned more. They need to not be put in this one position. Like they can't. So yeah, if you could scan for it, that'd be awesome. Pretty sweet. I what I love about this. First of all, I want to stop for a moment and acknowledge <laughs> our new our 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 new podcasters coming to the room, uh, uh, Anthony. Hey guys, Anthony. What's your last name? Hunt. H -U -N -T. Hunt. Right. I've been told that several times today, and already forgot. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge our uh, uh, dude who just stepped in, Anthony Hunt. Anthony yeah. Hunt, you are not a med student, are you? I am not. I'm a pharmacy student. Oh. I am increasing the level of interprofessionalism today. Nice. <laughs> <Bringing> <laughs> it to the short coat. <laughs> um, I, what I love about this uh, SEM scanner thing is that um, you know every once in a while, or actually quite a lot, we hear. We should cancel funding for space exploration um, because it's it. What you know, and what has it ever done for us here on Earth? Which is the stupidest thing in the world because without space exploration, we wouldn't have this because this right. came from freaking Mars. <laughs> um, other many other things have come. Pacemakers, CT scans, CT scans. Uh, I don't know if you realize we're uh, a, a result of imaging technology used to um, take pictures of the moon. Um, way back fest? when, uh, is that one? I think Kev. I thought Kevlar. Oh, Kevlar. Yeah, was a NASA thing. Most uh, hardware components in the, the iPhone are directly uh, products of government-funded research. Yeah. Thanks, government. The ability to do neurosurgery inside an MRI machine using robotics with non-metal parts. I mean, that's pretty freaking okay. amazing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, eye tracking during eye surgery to precisely direct laser scalpels because you don't want that shit. Going all over the place on your eyeball. You want your laser scalpels. No. <laughs> yeah. If let's, nothing let's, else. Let's keep that where it belongs. Infrared ear thermometers. The ventricular oh. assist device came out of research, uh, NASA research. Keeps people alive as a bridge to heart transplant. There's even a subdermal patch being developed that contains thousands of pig islet cells to treat diabetes. And those islet cells are... Um, you know, so subdermal, you put it underneath your skin, right? Well, what's going to happen to those pig islet cells? The body's going to attack them and kill them. So the, what they do is they encapsulate them, or what they plan to do is encapsulate them in a multi-layer system that protects the cells from the immune system. And that multi-layer capsule was developed through basic science research by a NASA astronaut aboard the Challenger shuttle 29 years ago. So, you know, if that is a effective treatment for diabetes which is itself an illness that uh kills and costs and and is i mean that's that's pretty damn cool that's and awesome and you know he wasn't looking for a cure for diabetes 29 years ago you know it, he was looking to do other cool things with encapsulating other things and now this this is you know the thing that's cool about basic research is it's like a bunch of legos like you find the legos and you're like, oh, this is just a bunch of crap. Like, I step on it and it hurts my feet and they can't use it for anything. 
But then when you put it all together, you can make really amazing things. And you don't, there's no way to know what's going to come out of that until you actually start putting yes. it together. Basic yeah. science is just components. It by itself doesn't do anything except contribute to knowledge, <laughs> like, in general. But then you can use that knowledge to make stuff that you would never have imagined. Some would argue that knowledge is power. Some would. <laughs> would you, would you that. take that stance? Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of freaking awesome view is science. Uh, researchers have created an artificially intelligent nano array of gold nanoparticles and carbon nanotubes. Westworld! There's a lot of damn nano in that. Westworld! That can detect and classify diseases from exhaled breath. What? Uh, 1,404 subjects, both with and without one of 17 different diseases, participated in a clinical trial. The device achieved 86% accuracy in detecting uh -oh. and discriminating between the diseases. So each disease has its own unique breath print, uh, which you can detect. Uh, there, the, there are 13 different volatile organic compounds uh, that sort of comprise the fingerprint of, this, of, of these diseases. And the relative, so the relative concentrations of the VOCs are associated with these diseases. This is um, like a way more advanced version of when doctors used to sniff people's urine. Yeah. <laughs> or taste it. Or taste mm, it. Tastes yeah. like diabetes. I prefer this mm. method. <laughs> like, well, like dogs can smell skin cancer. Uh, yes, as you, the, 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 the researchers in their paper uh, I read actually, I actually read, uh, you know, sort of call out this ancient practice of, you know, smelling the poop and pee of infant noblemen to make sure that, mm. you know, everything baby was going well can't cats smell death too like don't they like the cats, the cats like sit death. they like sit by the people that <laughs> are gonna die I think cats oh get excited God. about death yeah, that's all because they're, <laughs> they're gonna eat them yeah that is terrifying they're i little, never knew that little fuzzy vultures <laughs> i think that's a thing so do you have the list of diseases oh, that yeah. it can sense or yeah. tell you about yeah, I do. Um, so we've got schizophrenia? lung cancer, colorectal cancer, head and neck cancer, ovarian cancer, bladder cancer, what? prostate cancer, kidney cancer, mm -hmm. gastric cancer, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, irritable bowel syndrome, idiopathic Parkinson's, atypical Parkinsonism, multiple sclerosis, pulmonary arterial hypertension, preeclampsia, and chronic kidney disease. So like, what are the things that you're putting out in your breath? That's bizarre. That this thing can sense. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't pr probably pronounce them if I Do you if know I knew what, what they were. What was the sensitivity and specificity like? Is this going to be a better screening test, confirmatory test? I think a lot fun? of I think a lot of a lot more work needs to be done. Sure. I mean, they they did the only statistic that I was able to understand um, <laughs> was that it you know it, it achieved eighty six percent accuracy in detecting and discriminating. So I don't know, like, like, I don't know what these are. Uh, idiopathic Parkinson's and atypical Parkinsonism. But they, they have Parkinson's in them and they seem similar yeah. by name. Am I wrong here? No, they're similar. Uh, no. I mean, I'm thinking like, so the fact that you the can word discriminatory makes me think like specificity. Yeah, the fact that you can discriminate yeah. between the two. Right. Is interesting to me, just just on the basis of the relative concentration of VOCs. Interesting. Sounds expensive. Well, you know, it's new. Gold. But can you it's nano, new. Can you reuse one thing, or is it like I breathe on a nano strip and then that thing is shot? It's a great question. I will link to the article in, in the in the show notes at theshortcoat.com, and you can find out for yourself because I was 
too stupid to ask that question of, my, of myself. That's no, I'm, not fair. No, it, it isn't fair. That's right. I have a life. Yeah. God. And you should live it. <laughs> That's not your job. Uh, well, it, it did make me wonder, though, um, if you want to be a rhinologist, shouldn't a qualification be that you're a naturally good smeller? For clarification, we should point out that a rhinologist uh, is a uh, nose physician and not a physician that studies rhinos. That's just that's important. <laughs> Thank you. Important, important to know. Thank you. I can't smell if there's any rhinos around. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a theory, right? You should be a good smeller if your if your whole business is noses, right? So uh, we can test this in an experiment uh, that I'm going to call Rhino Serious, just because it's a stupid pun. <gasps> oh. So each. <laughs> Each of these science containers, as I like to call them, has within them two uh, smelly substances. And I'll pass one along, and each of you can describe what you're smelling without giving it away. And write down your answers on the uh, specified cards. Am I allowed to blow my nose? Yeah, me too. Yeah, take a, take a blow. It's a bad <laughs> day for this because we like at break. least half of the people here have colds. I am okay. too. I would just like to say I have something to prove here because I got paid to smell stuff. In did you really? I did get wow. paid to smell stuff in undergrad. It was like part of a lab. It wasn't to discriminate between stuff, though. It was to like find what's the the minimum level of concentration at which this odor can be smelled. And they would send us in samples from pig farms. Kind of like a... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and they would like up titrate it. And I had to say like I when I could smell it. Was this in an, uh, some sort of it was environmental Iowa- study or something? Because, you know, pig farms are, you know, like... It was at Iowa State. It was to make smelly. sure that people are within smell regulations yeah, yeah. for pig farms. So if you ever wonder how that's done, it's like some undergrad smelling <laughs> thing. In the, in the olfactometer, that which is, is a giant box. That I hope you got you, compensated well. That gives you the smell versus two open thing to to just clean air things that i mean is, it paid okay that is fantastic good. i know it was a great undergrad job when i was an undergrad i never i never did these things i, I missed a trip the hours were very um were very good so each of these science containers has two smelly substances in them um when everyone's had a crack at each one is one of them crack no. Uh, you can name the substances that you think are in them, and we will see who's right. So I've, I've also listed the potential answers um, uh, there on the, on the card. So those are, those are all of the substances that I've used, but each one contains only two. Is that right? Everybody, yeah, that makes everybody sense. get that? Oh, but we have options. You, so yeah, you, you, can pick, you can pick from those. All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, here's box. Here's science container one. Just pull off the tape, and you will expose two, <laughs> two nose holes, which I've, uh, you know. Do you have to smell them at the same time? Yeah, they're they're in the same container. What if I only have one nostril that's working? Well, you're get a good sound bite of that of that of that. <laughs> Just like two minutes of us like huffing. You pass it along. I don't think I could do that job anymore because you're not supposed to drink coffee within like a couple hours of. of going oh, is that in why you were? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you also couldn't wear deodorant that had a, a strong odor, mm-hmm. or perfume. Yeah, that makes sense. Or scented lotion. Like they were very strict about about it's, going into the lab. It's two things that we're writing down. Yeah. Did 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 you have any impressions of what you without giving it away? Did you have any impressions of what you smelled? You mixed two smells. Yeah. It was just. 
strange. <laughs> like it kind of smelled. Oh, never mind. I can't say it because it's the answer. But we can describe it, right? Well, you c- can we can we throw out a guess? Well, write it down. Okay. Of both of them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give you a point for for each. Well, the, you know, if you get one of the two right, I'll give you a point. You know, well, you get you get partial credit. Cambazola. Oh, Cambazola is a. What is it? It is a, a cheese. Oh. Uh, cam- uh, camembert <laughs> and uh, and gorgonzola mix. That's delightful. It's really good. I'll be able to smell it. It didn't smell good. Okay. I'll put it that way. Okay. I thought it smelled kind of earthy, kind of woody. Earthy? Yeah, it definitely smells woody. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. okay. Have, has everybody written down their, okay. wait, wait, their I guess? I gotta actually write it down. Yeah, you gotta write it down. Anthony, do you okay. frequently smell things in pharmacy? Yeah, is that um, a thing? For like, to verify like a liquid prescription, since you can't like see it, it's on the bottle, the pharmacist has to, has to have to waft it and compare it to the stock bottle, so... <laughs> I mean, really? It's, that it's sounds way, dangerous. I mean, usually there's they smell pretty good, but like some of like the, like the nice statin, it just smells like mm. chalk. But like you get like a like an antibiotic, and it's like tutti frutti or you know cherry or something. Those but, do not taste like bubble gum. It so wait, you, it doesn't. That's stupid so you, bubble gum medicine. I hate it. Do you have a piece of paper that says, okay, this is this should smell like X, or do you have a like? Yeah, I mean, there's like the the um you know the label you can look at. Like it should smell like this, okay. but. What if you have like a traumatic brain injury and you can't smell? You have to have someone else do it, I guess. Okay, they don't they don't like kick you out of your job. <laughs> no. <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's send around number two. <laughs> pungent. Mm. Mm. Good pungent. pungent or bad pungent? Maybe that's the cheese. Should I be is worried? There a, is there a good pungent? Listeners should know that Dave only thought of this uh, idea for the podcast after he learned that I had food poisoning the other day. Because uh, <laughs> he wanted to punish me. Um, mm. This smells like a magic marker. Well, you're not supposed to give it away. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that's hey, one of woman. the answers. Which may or may not be on the list. <coughs> Sorry. Wait, is it a magic marker, like a like a Sharpie kind of marker, or like a I'm not gonna be speci- scented one? I wasn't that's that- not fair if there's, if there's like a cherry scented. I wasn't like specific like fake with cherry, my answers. Not marker. With my oh mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> These have been sitting around for a while too since this morning, so they're they've gotten they've had the chance to accumulate, mix blend, but remember, there's two substances. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cleansing my nose palate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so serious. Like, not, not good. Like, one of those high schooler sniffing glue. Huh? One of those All right. bad not that trips. I did that, FYI. I was like, I was like a goody two shoes. What do uh, what do what do perfume uh, smellers? You know, there's, I'm sure there's a name for that. Uh, what do they do to cl- cleanse their nose palates? Don't they smell coffee? Isn't there like oh, a, that is the yeah. coffee beans yeah. right at yeah. the? Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to send around number three. I'll try not to tell the answer. <laughs> that was a fun fact. I'm glad you knew that. <laughs> I just threw that out there. Just, I'm not well, knowing I just re- like vividly remember well, trying also, to, like, yeah. your past life as a, yeah. <laughs> a perfume them. sniffer. They have coffee beans and they, sometimes don't they... at perfume counters. No, that's what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't not, they give you, I think they give you chocolate at wine tastings. Oh, nice. That's like, that a, that's like a palate there? cleanser. Oh, I just thought it was because it was good. That too. Yeah, they thought about uh, uh, supplying rutabagas. I thought they were just trying uh, to like with, for the wine tasting. But I thought they were just chocolate. trying to like lure women to 
there. Yeah. They're like, what what gets women to come? Let's hit this demographic. Like, this wine and chocolate. Good. I can't tell if one side of my nose smells better than the other side. <laughs> he's he's right-nosed. Right-nosed. <laughs> okay, well, one of these. Is there, there handedness? One in, of these is very clear. Is there handedness? In nostril-ness? In I don't know. So I don't I don't know, but your nose does selectively like one side of it will swell at a time. Um, like I think if the air is really dry, right? Yeah, turns itself on and yeah. off on one side or yeah, another. or if the air is like really really cold, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it'll yeah. like, switch back and forth to keep one side from getting too damaged. Which yeah. I thought pretty was cool. pretty crazy. You done with that smeller? No. Okay, sorry. Oh, your nose. Fun fact: your nose has the same erectile tissue as like your genitals. So sometimes when people get turned on, they get stuffy noses. That's all. Learn something new every day. Wow. Good to know. <laughs> Write that one down. That's interesting. All right, let's move on to number four. Would you say that each of these little boxes has a theme? Like the two cents go together, or you just randomly did I it? just, I, I, sure that Box I was... number four is a rustic farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Like, I didn't know, maybe. No, that would have been awesome. Let's name them. I, I did try not to mix okay. foods, but I wasn't su- completely successful in that. My eye just twitched. <laughs> oh, no. I hate being the last to go, because it's very ominous. Like, Don't mess it see, up. You see other people... <laughs> reacting poorly and you know it's coming for you i like, have one I can't answer say no. multiple times well oh, oh golly <laughs> that is i a, think that, that is i strong i think that perhaps with the exception of cambazola many of these should be familiar to you maybe i'm just not I good at identifying sense. I, I didn't pick stuff that would you couldn't that i thought you I didn't pick stuff because they you couldn't identify them. I wasn't trying to trick you. You weren't trying to be tricky. Yeah. Okay, well, I was still tricked. <laughs> and I just happened to like Cambazola. So. I knew kind of I could take it home tonight and eat it. I'm, I'm like really confident. After we all huffed it. <laughs> I'm really no, confident. not that particular. I'm not going to bring <laughs> that little chunk in there home and put on a crack and be like, mm, this, this is the smell one. of pod. This is the, the taste of podcasters. <laughs> I'm really confident about one of my answers for all of these, but like, not the other. Okay. You know? Alright. So we'll see. Man, I just don't know. Alright. Well, we got the last one going around at this point. Number five. You know, as far as I know, we haven't had any test questions that where you have to discriminate uh, answers based on smell. Mm. I don't know if that comes up on shelf exams. I don't. Or... <laughs> I, it should, well. I haven't had it so far. Maybe, okay. in, maybe in psych. Ugh. What do you think? I just don't know. Well, that one's bland. Really? That one's bland. That one's bland. <laughs> Dave, it's bland. Bland isn't on the list. Dave. You should have had like bleach in one of them. Yeah. Oh, just, like, you burn our nostrils. Cool. I decided I should not um, oh, this like take a, a chance on hurting you in some way. I don't know that you'd die. Maybe bleach. If you mix bleach and uh, what is it? Bleach and ammonia, you can make mustard gas. But yeah. there you go. I didn't sign that release form. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> I wish you guys could see I'm like shoving my nose all up on this container right now. It's good thing you're last. Went last. <laughs> yeah. This one smells of cambazola and coffee and Casey's nose grease. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have been a... What, what's the wine? Somalia. <coughs> Somalia. I think that is such a pretentious... Are we ready? Deal. Oh, it makes me so annoyed. Are we ready? <laughs> Boy. Who knew? All of our... You've 
successfully offended all of our audience it's who so are sommeliers. Bougie. Thank bougie. you. That's what it is. All right. Are we ready to uh, discuss some answers? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. first one. Uh, let's quickly go around the room uh, one by one. Tell us your aunt's guesses. I had pencil shavings and coffee grounds. Okay. This is just embarrassing. I had mayonnaise and hand sanitizer. Okay. <laughs> I also had uh, pencil shavings and coffee grounds. Oh. Yeah, I also had pencil <laughs> shavings <laughs> and coffee grounds. I originally had pencil and hot chocolate, but then at a later one, I changed the hot chocolate to the last one and, and replaced it with coffee in the first one. Well, I'm pleased to say that that uh, Elizabeth Shirazi did not get anything else. <laughs> well, it turns out uh, I can't uh, smell, so... However, the other the, the other three of you got it, got both uh, substances correct, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, all right, number she two. You put a star. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, give yourself... That's give how your, you do it in first grade. Gives yourself, give yourself a point for each thing that you got right. I'm actually getting all right. another piece. Color pen. So uh, number two, uh, magic marker and mayo. Okay. I had magic marker and four oh nine. Okay. I also had magic marker and four oh nine. I also had magic marker and four oh nine. Well, uh, the answer is magic markers and cambazola. What? Oh. That's the cambazola. I guess the magic. I I snipped off the smallest portion of magic marker that I could, but oh, I no. guess that's just overwhelming. Yeah, that's. I wouldn't have put Magic Marker and 409 together because they're both kind of chemically, and I mm-hmm. thought that would be... If I didn't know something, i just put 409. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, number three. I had bologna and chocolate. Chocolate was my wild card. All right. I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> I had bacon and cambazola. Okay. I had bacon and cambazola. Oh. I had bacon and mayonnaise first. I did bacon I and hot chocolate. Uh, <laughs> you, my friend, got it correct. That got sounds both, like both a dream. items correct. So again, give yourself a point for whichever ones you got correct. So for. yes, bacon. But bacon and hot chocolate mix was the uh, was the correct answer there. And uh, you know, chocolate. I, I mm. think we can sure, sure. we can give you a point for that. Yeah. Just to show you, new time, first time podcasters. Oh, thanks. Co-hosted. You know, uh-huh. I'm a benevolent leader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number four. Hand sanitizer and four oh nine. Yeah, that was mine That's too. That's what I had. I did Cambazola and 409. It was uh, hand sanitizer and mayo. Oh. And mayo. Oh. Mayo turned out not to have a very strong smell. I thought it would have a stronger yeah. smell than it See, did. See, I told you I was really confident about one of them for all of, for yeah. everything. And mm. then the other one was a little bit more of a piecemeal. Like, there was one dominant scent to all of them, I felt like. Yeah. Did you guys feel like y- that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. I had bacon and cambazola, but those are both wrong. Okay. I only put bologna. Okay. Bologna and hot chocolate. That's what I put, too. Uh, it was 409 and bologna. 409. That's where the 409 was. So tally up your points, and we'll see who deserves to be crowned the gold nanoparticle. <laughs> rhinologist. An artificially intelligent <laughs> nano array of gold nanoparticles and carbon nanotubes rhinologist. You didn't have a sniff any Parkinson's. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I couldn't find any in my house. <laughs> That's for the best. All right. Who, who, uh, what, what, what points did we get? I had five. All right. Um, I just had four. Okay. I had six. I had six as well. Oh! oh. No, rock, paper, scissors oh, to the, the death. Right. To the I should have. Sh- I mean, we attack each other with rocks. The winner must identify a random scent from this building. Does anybody have any conditions that these two can smell that we can? I oh no, I don't have lotion. No. 
<laughs> I was gonna say you could tell me what scent of lotion oh. it was, but I do not have it with me. My okay, so I didn't do this. My friend did it last night. I was like sitting next to her on the couch, and she just started sniffing me and like leaning over and leaning over. I was like, "What are you doing?" She was like, "Do you have on like cologne or something?" I'm like, oh, I wear men's deodorant because that's just what we have in the house. <laughs> 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 she could totally smell it. It's nice when your friends can smell you, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. And if you like what you heard today, consider sharing us with your friends. And send us a suggestion on what we might discuss next time at theshortcodes@gmail.com at 347shortct. Like our Facebook page, where every week I ask listeners to send in their thoughts on allegedly profound things. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by Argo Fox. Talk to you in one week.